What's up, Yankee fans? We are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And we've got Rob Carbone joining us. He is going to preview the playoffs and review the regular season with us. Had a lot of fun talking to Rob, as always. Go check out his blog and podcast, BD4. Subscribe to that. Give him a five-star rating. You can find that anywhere you get your podcasts. So we had a lot of fun, as I said, and we go over a lot of things, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, here we go. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming back on. Really appreciate it. Hey, man. Thanks. I appreciate you having me back. It's always nice to be on a Yankee Crazy podcast, talk a little Yankees. Yes, and if you are just joining the show for the first time, this is Rob Carbone. He has his own podcast, BD4, also has a blog. Um, the, I listen to the podcast all the time. I love it. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always, whenever I'm listening to it, I'll pause it and text Rob and be like, dude, you're so spot on, or <laughs> we'll start a dialogue with that. <laughs> and one of the things I love about the the blog is that if if you go, if someone goes to it and you put in your email address, it gets sent right to your email. So it's like perfect because sometimes, you know, we all get caught up on things, but if it's like right there, I can like read the whole thing right directly in my email. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So the 2022 Yankees season has ended ended with a loss in Texas. They end up 99 and 63 and it's it's been some season. It has been crazy. What's what's some of your thoughts and takeaways on the season, Rob? Yeah, it's it's definitely been a roller coaster. Um it's weird, man, because it it felt like at the beginning of the year for like the first, I don't know, two and a half months or so that the Yankees were different. Like they were going to have this special yeah. season. Yeah. They were one step above everybody else. And yep. of course it has to be <laughs> right around that Astro series um, where they kind of started, you know, that was kind of, they, they did split the series and they had a couple of nice walk-offs, but really since then they were kind of up and down from like then all the way until maybe the end of August. And then September right. comes and they start to pick it up again and they finish on a strong note. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think you're going to have the highs and lows of baseball. And the way you have to look at it is, well, they won the division by seven games and they won just about a hundred games. So, you know, we're, we're going into the playoffs with more confidence than I think we had a month ago. So I think all in all, it was a stereotypical Yankees regular season over the last couple of years. It was, it was good, but you do have questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is a great way to sum it up. And I remember early on when they were just on fire and the walk-offs were happening. And I, I remember writing a post and saying, I don't want to say this team is special yet yeah. <laughs> because it was so early, yep. but it looked like it was, it was, um, you know, what was it? What was the year? 1998, right. When they had the, yep that incredible uh season i that's what i would that's what it felt like and 2009 and you know two obviously two special seasons but i'm like let's not let's not go so crazy yeah. in june about this because it's a big season left and then you know at they then they started tanking and i remember my aunt my aunt franny we we go back and forth a lot with with texts and talking about games she's a big fan and she was like oh i'm getting concerned and someone, you probably had sent it to me, wrote that the Yankees, even if they played 500 baseball from then on, they were going to win 100 games. And yeah. it was like, well, of course they're going to play better than 500. Yeah. Wow. But, man, we were in for a big shock. And I know in August, I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't even know if I see this team winning the division, especially that Toronto series uh -huh. that was coming up. And I remember being like, wow, it's Toronto, 
or or maybe or was it Tampa because they were playing well too? And I'm like, wow, no, it was it was Toronto. And I was like, by the end of this weekend, Toronto's you know going to be one game back. And luckily they weren't. Yankees kind of uh, played well at that point and and increased the lead a little bit. It never got down that much. But yeah, crazy crazy season. And like you said, picked it up at the end of the season. Everybody started playing a lot better, looking a lot better. So gives hope for the playoffs, and which start tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday. It starts tomorrow on Friday, and Yankees get the first round by. And in that first series, they are going to play Cleveland. Um, Cleveland is going to play Tampa to see who they play for the Yankees. So yep. we are we we will be watching that and see, but. In terms of players, and, um, you know, we could probably talk about Judge for hours and hours, <laughs> um, which we should anyway. Yeah. Um, what's, who, are, who are some of your top contributors to this season? And obviously, Judge goes first. So right. <laughs> let's, let's talk about him. All right. What do you think of his season? Oh, dude, he, he was, I mean, to say phenomenal is an understatement, but yeah. How how do you? It's hard, like it was so great that it's really hard to take in if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, he was just he did everything. I mean, forget the sixty-two home runs that that's amazing as it is. He he hit over three hundred. He you know scored a bunch of runs. He stole sixteen bases, which people seem to forget. He yeah you know played an excellent outfield when he had to play center field for the majority of the season. And he did so every day. I think he only missed five total games. Then Bader comes over and he slides back to right field. No problem. He had a tremendous year. And, you know, when you flirt with the triple crown, when you break the American League home run record, I don't think it should be a question that you are um, the MVP. And to me, he had an MVP season. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he can do in the playoffs because he, he, you know, remember at the beginning of the season, the Yankees offered him that contract. He bet on himself. He put together a phenomenal regular season and, you know, hopefully he can cap it off in the playoffs, but yeah, it's been tremendous so far. Yeah. That, you know, you bring up a great point, you know, he, it, a, a contract year, <laughs> it's yeah. gotta be bet on himself. It's gotta be possibly the best contract year anybody's ever had. Dude, you know what's funny? Um, I think it was at the beginning of the season when I had you on my show. I recall that we were talking about him declining that contract. And yeah. I we had a conversation. We were like, it could either really motivate him to have a tremendous year or it could really get into his head. And right. I think you were the one to say that you think it's going to benefit him. And so I got I to gotta give you credit there. Uh, oh yeah, I'm. I was trying to think back. I'm like, I can't even recall. But good. So I you are to thank for his 62 home runs. Incredible, incredible. And you know, now you look back, and I can't remember what. Do you remember what the Yankees offered her him per year in that contract? What did it come out to be? I don't know. I have to look it up, but I think it was. Is it like 25 a year? In my, I know it was over 200 overall. Um. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, it, I, um, I yeah, yeah, we can uh, find so that because two thirteen divided by seven. So two thirteen divided by seven. That is thirty per year. Thirty per year. Okay. So yeah, yeah obviously better than I'm thinking twenty five. Um, but now you look at that, and uh, you know, on one one end, you got to say the Yankees have to sign him. Like they would look so horrible. If he has oh. this incredible year and then they don't throw, I don't know what it's going to take to get him 37. What, you know, what's, what's Cole yeah. making? Cole makes like 36, right? Per year. Yeah. And I believe so. You got to give him more than that. You know, that was a couple of years ago. So now the market has yeah. obviously changed. So he is, I really hope he stays a Yankee. I hope they don't say any trash like, we couldn't afford him or, or we made our best right. offer and he went somewhere else that, that would just be horrendous. You know, man, I, 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 
for most of the season, I had this feeling that he was going to go to the highest bidder. And I, I think he still might, but a couple of, it was like a month or so ago. I don't know if I told you about it, but did you see that Hal Steinbrenner bought a share of a soccer team? Yes. And to me, that tells me there is no way after doing that publicly that he's not going to sign judge. Because if you do something like that and then you let your franchise guy walk, the amount of criticism you are going to get is off the walls. Oh my goodness. So that kind of yeah. tells me there's no way they do that and they don't sign judge. Um, I, I think they're going to make an offer. The only thing I'm scared about, well, they're obviously going to make an offer, but the only thing I'm scared about is, is uh Cohen over in Queens. I just have a feeling he's going to want to be that guy oh. and just take him from the Yankees. Um, you know, also, also people are talking about San Francisco. Yeah. That's what I thought he, you were going to say. Right. He, he grew up a giants fan. I think he, um, his parents yeah. live there. You know, there's a whole, the whole homecoming story there. So, you know, it's tough to predict, but yeah, I don't know. Cause some of his comments have been telling me, huh, that, that was interesting. Maybe he's, gonna go to the highest bidder but at the same time he he is a humble guy he seems like he wants to be here and and you know of course the po whatever happens in the playoffs could really depend on on what we do as well right right yeah yeah always a lot of question marks going into an offseason and always a lot of question marks on what the yankees are going to do sometimes their decisions are baffling and you're like what what was that all about um i think you gotta go big and bring judge back because if he goes anywhere else, people are going to go crazy. And you bring up a good point about, about Cohen and the Mets and he could do that. That would be, that would be the ultimate insult. If judge went to the Mets, he would just be like, Oh, he would. I think he'd be hated in New York. Actually, all the well, he'd be split. Oh <laughs> all the Met fans obviously yeah. would love him, but I think all the Yankee fans yeah. would really, really hate him. Um, I, uh, I know I would. <laughs> I would have to quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, from there, who do you think is? Well, you know, we'll call Judge. You know, obviously MVP of the American League no doubter in my opinion you know i know otani does some really good things but if anyone votes for otani over judge i'm it's it's ridiculous in my opinion yes and obviously judge the mvp of the yankees who would be your second mvp for the yankees oh that's a good one i never even thought of that <sighs> so second i mean like the, like the co-mvp Behind Aaron Judge, let me go around the uh, diamond real quick. Let's see. I I have one in my mind. That yeah, I, I think you're gonna say, but let's see. I I, I want to say, dude, this is. To, can I? Can I? Is it position player only? No, the whole team. The oh, whole team. okay. We're going Papa Nestor. Yes, exactly. Okay, we're exactly. going Nestor. It, yeah. What? Dude. Yeah, he just he was such a solid person I, in that rotation he really really uh was yeah definitely the mvp of the of the staff and just without him i'm not sure where they'd be what what are you what are your thoughts i know you're a big yeah. nester fan as i think yeah. everybody is <laughs> dude he he had such a great season um and i kind of think that judge having the season he had kind of put a lot of attention away from Nestor because Nestor had a, an incredible year. The dude had the lowest ERA from a Yankee starter since Guidry. Yeah. That was in the seventies. Yep. I mean, that should be, I, I feel like that should be talked about a lot more than it is. He, I, I, the guy has, has been, just been an automatic quality start. Every time he goes out to the mound, it's six innings. A lot of the time he even goes into the seventh or pitches an entire seventh. The dude has been so good. He's done it against great lineups. He's taken care of the lineups he's supposed to take care of. Um, and it's just yep. such a good story, exactly. right? From, from from a guy who came into the league, he was kind of a nobody. Nobody really knew who he was. Um, it yep. wasn't working for him. He got cut from a few teams, the Mariners, the Yankees once. he So he came back. He toyed with some different arm angles, and he changed up his mechanics. And he, you know he's doing all the funny stuff on the mound. 
and he it's working. It's paying off for him. And I think last season we saw him pitch well, but there was still the question, can he continue it? And can he right. go and do it for a full season as one of the anchors of the staff? And it turns out he is, he, he pitched like the Yankee ace this season. So Nestor was incredible. Um, and, and I'm excited to see what he could do in the playoffs. Yeah, he, it was just incredible. Uh, love him, love all his, crazy antics on the uh on the field especially when he struck out devers with yeah. that um i think he named it did he name it or did david Cohn name it um if people don't know what if you don't know what i'm talking about go go google that go look at it on youtube because it was incredible he kind of went to a wind up looked like he was gonna like put his foot back down and then swung the leg out and Raphael yeah. Devers was like, what, what, what? <laughs> and he swung uh, at it. He made him look like a clown. That was fantastic. Love Nestor. So, yeah, those are the two top guys. I think a lot of other players had really good seasons, but, um, you know, we'll go around the diamond and talk about them. But those two definitely stick out the most to me. So the catcher position, you know, going all the way back to the beginning of the season and the Yankees make that trade. And first of all, there's the, the lockout, no baseball. And it's kind of like, well, what's going to happen? Luckily they put together uh, the season, put those last games at the end. That was why the Yankees played in Texas. And all of a sudden Gary Sanchez was gone, which was like, hallelujah. Fantastic. But then you get Josh Donaldson over here, you get IKF, and you get Ben Rorschach, or whatever his name is. Something. So who is, you know, as, as you sent me that Michael K clip, could be a hologram. We have yeah. no idea if he yeah. is, actually exists, because yeah. I've never seen the guy. But it also opened up the Yankees getting Jose Trevino, who was – incredible addition to the team. Um, you know, I, going into this season with just Higashioka and this other guy, uh, Ben Rorsbed, whatever you want to call him. Yep. Um, you know, Trevino was, was like another one, like, wow, where'd you even come from? Texas, I know, but out of nowhere and has such a, a solid season, really great framer, as they say, that's the big, term and is an all-star so what you know what what he did behind the plate and Higgy you know he stepped up at the end Higashioka these last couple of games he started to hit really well um what's your thoughts on the catcher position for the season and who do you see game one starting behind the plate I, I I loved what we got from the catchers this year. Um, specifically, you know, it was mainly Jose Trevino that I you know, I fell in love with. Um, just from the get go, he he was such a noticeable difference behind the plate. We won't even talk about the hitting yet, but having a catcher who can catch, um, move behind yep. the dish, and call a good game, he's a very good communicator with his pitchers. Um, you know, you heard a lot with Sanchez that certain guys didn't like pitching to him. Yeah. Um, but that was not a problem with Trevino. He's a great communicator, great speaker, and he's an excellent, excellent teammate to have. You could see he's always smiling in the clubhouse. He's yeah, a good dude. He's right. just happy to be on this team. And, and of course, he's had so many magical moments offensively, yeah. um, a lot of emotional moments. I mean, he had his first yep. walk-off hit, I think, on his uh, the, the night of his dad's birthday or, yep. or yep. something his like that. Birthday had that yeah. yeah, and I think he did it again a bit later on his kid's birthday. Um. So he just had a just a fun season, and for for a guy who, like you said, we kind of just fell. He just fell onto our lap. You know, he was kind of just a throwaway trade or whatever it was, and we didn't even think he was going to be part of the team. I thought that Ben guy was going to catch, and right. I thought Higashioka was going to be the other catcher, and I didn't think Jose Trevino had a shot. And it kind of, you know, the Yankees are good at that. If there's one thing you can credit Cashman with is he's good at finding those diamond in a rough type players yeah, like yeah. Luke Voigt, Gio Urshela. And and now you could say Jose Trevino is part of that group. Yeah. That's, that's um, a good point. Yeah. So I, I thought Trevino was excellent. And Higashioka, I, I kind of got tired of him for like a while there. 
he kind of showed up in the last month or so. He started stepping up, and and you know, it, it's nice to see. But if you're asking me who I want out there, um, starting in the playoffs, game one, it's I definitely still want to see Trevino because I think he's yeah, more yeah. than earned that spot. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And uh, with Higgy, the crazy stat to me is he had zero home runs. For, well, first of all, his spring training, I think he had like seven home runs in spring yeah, training. Was, yeah. And then zero until August. And then he turned it on, actually ended up with 10 home runs to finish the season. Yeah. That's that's shocking in itself. Wow. And he was hitting the ball really well i would have guessed seven but uh you know the other night when he hit that other that last home run of the season it was 10 and i was like wow that's a that's a big power surge but i agree with you trevino amazing loved him great addition great pickup um have no idea what his contract status is um but hopefully he is coming back next year uh well, uh, I got to look that up because I have no idea his contract status. Yeah. But, I yeah. Game one. I want to see him behind the plate. So let's move over to the infield. So we had predominantly playing first. I guess you should say Rizzo was the predominant first baseman. I know he got hurt for some time and you had DJ playing over there. Um, you also had Marwin Gonzalez play over there. We had Glaber Torres, IKF, Donaldson, and then late in the year, bring up Cabrera and Peraza. So let's what, what are your thoughts on the infield? And again, we'll, we'll, we'll play this game. It, review the infield for this year and who is going to be starting for you mm-hmm. game one next week? Um, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I thought we got good production from the infield. Um, you start on Anthony Rizzo. I thought he played very good defense, of course, at first base. Um, and at the plate, he, you know, that lefty bat, he ended up being the only lefty bat we had for a while. Um, yeah. When you consider Joey Gallo was non existent when we had him. <laughs> um, but no, he, he was, you know, he's a run producer, uh, you know, 70 something RBIs this season. He hit tied a career high in home runs. So he, he was always going to do that. Um, good contact hitter. And he's had some clutch moments himself. Doesn't hit a lot, but he kind of makes up for it with the walking and the slugging. Um, but I thought Rizzo had a productive season. I'm excited to see him back out there. I think he should be the starting first baseman. Um, and then it kind of gets interesting, you know, cause you, cause you got to consider, you got to think that DJ is back now. Um, but I feel like Glaber Torres, as crazy as it might sound, has kind of earned that second base spot. Um, yeah, I agree. It, because he hit really well, man. And and after being non-existent for a good month or so, Glaber ended the season on a really good note. And it's not even that. It's just this. This is a kid who has produced in the playoffs before. I mean, I was looking at his baseball reference the other week because I was bored, and. He bats 330 in the playoffs. So yeah. I, I can't see not starting him. I think he's got to start. Um, and, you know, he played adequate enough second base. But, you know, with Glaber, it's always about the focus. He's a very streaky player because sometimes he goes up there and he'll he'll have these mental lapses and he'll bring it out to the field. And then he'll bring whatever happens in the field up to the plate. You know, it's kind of like a yeah. – Yeah. And – if he's locked in, if he goes up to the plate and he's thinking right center field and he's not trying to pull a home run 400 feet, he's good. He's very good. Um, so I'm willing to take that risk and kind of ride with Glaber Torres at the moment. And then, you know, to summarize the left side of the infield, it's also tricky because I, I like IKF as a hitter. I think he's a really solid bottom of the order contact bat. He keeps the line moving. He's a decent singles guy. He usually hits the ball with runners in scoring position, but his defense at shortstop was very bad. And I I, I sort of don't trust him at shortstop in the playoffs. And I, and I, it's unfortunate because I I wish the Yankees had called up Peraza a lot earlier than they did and gave him more opportunities. So we could have kind of had an answer there, more answers. Yeah. But it looks like they're probably going to ride with IKF at short. And then they're probably going to go Donaldson a third. Um, and, you know, 
Donaldson is, is as underwhelming as a season as he had. He is a veteran, and there's something in me, I don't know what it is, that tells me he might go off this postseason. So if you're talking about X factors in the infield, Josh Donaldson is going to be my sleeper pick, and that'll probably come back to bite me. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is, um, it is interesting because, pre- you know, for most of the season before DJ got hurt, you had this, it was almost like this log jam of guys who could play second and yeah. third. IKF right. was, you know, the consistent person at shortstop. And then you had DJ playing third, Bans playing second, playing first sometimes. Um, you know, Glaber looked really bad in those like like July-ish maybe. And yeah. then, like you said, he turned it on. And I agree with you. He deserves to start at second. I'm still not 100% sure that DJ is – a hundred percent. I know he's not a hundred percent with this toe. And right. I, you know, one of the things I, I saw was Glaber was out when DJ was out. Glaber knew I'm playing second base every day. And I think that consistency really helped him where he didn't have to wonder, Oh, I'm going to be off Tuesday. And then I'm playing Wednesday, Thursday off Friday, you know, we, you and I talked a lot about the consistency, whether it's the lineup of where guys yeah. are, batting within the lineup and with something like that in this infield of where he's when he's playing because he doesn't play anywhere else except uh, you know obviously the the horrible shortstop experiment with him last year but I think that really was a key for his productivity and I agree he should definitely start game one at second base I think DJ has to be on the bench and I Agree with you that they'll, uh, you know, IKF, he's their shortstop all year. They're not going to change that. And yeah, Donaldson, he is a veteran. He has been in a lot of pressure situations. I don't, I'm trying to think what his um, playoff experience is. And I don't yeah. know it because he's been on a few teams. I, well, I know he was on Cleveland who made the, I think they made the playoffs with him. Um, I know he had a lot of big hits in his, you know, back when he was younger with Toronto. I do know. I just, I remember watching some big highlights. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I think DJ could be a good bat off the bench, or I could also see them with the analytics department and Leslie put it saying that DJ (laughs) hits better on a Wednesday versus a lefty and DJ gets the start. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. (laughs) Um, And we'll, we'll also, I'll, I'll take full responsibility and blame that when I was on your show, I said (laughs) on the over under for Rizzo and 15 homers, I said under Rizzo doubled it and then some. So that was a really horrible pick by me, I must say. (laughs) But Rizzo was great. Unfortunately, he was dealing with um, the back issues. And then he had those crazy headache issues where he only felt better if he was like lying flat. So that was a little scary. And I was really not sure if he was even going to make it back this year hearing some of those reports. But luckily he did. So, yeah, that is the infield let's talk about Peraza though. You know, yeah. he, when he, you know, he's hit, the guy can hit. He's yeah. like, you sent to me, I think he finished 350 and granted that's not a full season, but to come up and do that, I think is really special. So I see a really bright future for him as the starting shortstop. And you know, that most likely it's going to be next year. Yeah, I I really hope that Peraza, he got a ton of playing time at the end there, and I hope that was enough to sneak him onto that roster. Yeah. Um, you know, I understand it's going to be tough. It's going to be very difficult to kind of make these cuts, but I just think I I think to myself, man, I'm just envisioning just watching young prospects just play postseason baseball. That can really electrify the crowd in the Bronx, man. And I feel yeah. like that would help the Yankees. Just, just Cabrera. We know how energetic he is. And if you put these two kids in the lineup, it, it can, it kind of reminds me of back when um, maybe 2017 or 2018, when Andujar and Torres 
were rookies. Yeah. And they were kind of hitting back to back and it was so fun to watch. It just got Yankee stadium up. And I think you could have something like that with these two in the same lineup. Um, and, and if you're asking me, yeah, I, I would rather have Peraza on the playoff roster over somebody like, I don't know, Marwin Gonzalez. Um, I know Marwin switch hits and he plays different positions and that is valuable, but you have DJ for the, for the versatility. Yeah. And yeah. I feel yeah. like Peraza has in, in the limited opportunities he got every time he got, you know, an at bat, he took advantage of it. He, he put up good at bats and he started hitting the ball. He hit every time. And, and I feel like you may as well give him a shot in the postseason because maybe he proves himself, you know, may, maybe you see something and maybe other teams see it too. If you're trying to make a deal next year, you got full pay coming up. You can use Peraza as an expendable. There's also that option. Teams see him produce in the playoffs and they see him produce for the New York Yankees on national TV. They go, oh, wow. This is something legit, and the Yankees can get a big haul for it. So there, there are a ton of avenues you can look at, but I, you know, I definitely, for the sake of the Yankees having success in the playoffs this year, I would love to see Peraza make the roster. Yeah, I, I unfortunately think that Marwin Gonzalez is going to get on there yeah. because one of Aaron Boone's favorite uh, adjectives uh, for players when they have when they can play all sorts of positions is his Swiss army knife. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) And I think he loves that too much. And I think they're going to take him because he can play the outfield. Um, But I agree with you. I would, I would rather see Parazza in there because the, the guy just can hit and he can, uh, he can like be a, also a late inning replacement. Like if you want to pinch hit for IKF late in the game and then, Parazza can come in and play shortstop. I'd rather have that than Marwin Gonzalez in there, but we shall see. So let's go into the outfield. And, you know, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera, who came up as primarily an infielder, or I shouldn't say primarily, he, he was an infielder when he came up. And now he comes up, they put him in the outfield. The guy looks fantastic. He is a super athletic guy. Um, and that takes us into the outfield. But what, what's your thoughts on him? And where do you see him in the future for the Yankees? Oh, I, I think this kid's a keeper, man. First of all, I love first of all, I love his demeanor, just the energy with him. Dude, you, you know, his first game at Yankee Stadium, they they did the roll call for him. And he just he took full advantage of that. Um, oh yeah, right to the I crowd, saw did that. Yep. Yeah, and right then I was like, "All right, this kid's gonna make it here." <laughs> and, and, and yeah, you're you're right. He's so versatile defensively too. He came up as a was a middle infielder, a shortstop, and they just they threw him in right field and they said, "Hey, go play here." And and he did an exceptional job in right field. I feel like he's throwing somebody out every other night. I know. Um, then they threw him. They even threw him in left field a few times. He's learned yep. that position now. That seems like where he's going to play, um, given that Ben Tendi doesn't come back. Um, and they, they even, I think for a game or two or late in a game, they put him at first base. He, he really, you yeah. could tell him to catch. He'll probably do it. You could tell him to, to pitch. He'll probably pitch. He really, he, he's fun, man. He's versatile. He plays great defense and he's starting to hit. Um, I think it was the final Tampa Bay series of the year. He had a number of hits in that series. And really since then he, he has hit and he had a good solid year. Um, very exciting to watch. And I'm, I'm definitely all for him being the starting left fielder in the playoffs, because as of now, it doesn't seem like we have any other options. And, and of course, even if we did, this kid has earned it. He has been great. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree with that. And I, uh, him in left field, starting in the playoffs, I think is the way to go. Amazing that, like you said, comes up as an infielder and then they stick him into the outfield and he doesn't miss a beat. And I, how many outfield assists did he have yeah. in right field? He was throwing guys out at second base at home. You know, it was, I think the league was challenging him. And then there was one game where he got a ball in right field. And it was a guy on second and 
they did not send him. And I was, and I looked at that and I was like, Oh, the league knows now don't run on him or you're going to get nailed. So amazing for him to do that. So playoffs, we've got, you know, for the outfield, if we, if we do a review of the outfield, we, you know, we added him on, although he was um, not up for the entire year. You know, you mentioned Joey Gallo seems like a lifetime ago that he was on the Yankees and, and killing us. Uh, Aaron judge, we talked about, you know, what, what more can you say about him? Aaron Hicks was really pathetic this year. And (laughs) let's see who else was out there. Gallo, him. Um, I know Harrison Bader is our, our new center fielder and I'm excited about that. Um, I know there was a few other guys along the way in there, but, oh, LaCastro has been in and out. Um, I think that's probably all the main outfielders what is again we'll we'll let, I'll let you do a little review of the outfield and who is going to be your starting outfield game one game one yeah I think um as it is right now I think you need to go obviously Aaron Judge is in right field now uh we talked about how great he's been obviously uh center field Harrison Bader you know ever since he um got healthy he has shown Yankees fans what Cashman was thinking of when he traded for him. Um, you know, he got a lot of heat at the time. Cashman did rightly so. Yep. But now we're kind of seeing the plus side of the deal. Um, this is a kid who plays much better defense in center field than Aaron Hicks. Um, he plays his heart out. He hustles. And even as good as Aaron judge was in center, Bader is, you know, he's not six, eight, two eighty, So he's going to be able to dive and stuff. So that's an extra yeah. thing to have. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, his body and, and breaking any bones because he's not a large mammoth, like I'm just a gigantic <laughs> yeah. human being. Yeah. So it's it's a plus to have that in center field. And he's quick. He plays so hard. And offensively, he he's actually hit pretty well. You know, I think his yeah. first game, he had a, a few RBIs, some extra base hits in there, uh, made a great read in the outfield, great read on the bases. So I think he's going to be valuable. I think he's your starting center fielder in the playoffs. And then, like we said, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera has definitely earned the left field spot as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, me and Rob, me and Rob have a bet going on who is, who's going to be on the roster for the Yankees oh, yeah. playoffs. And I just, I have this really, really bad feeling that, Aaron Hicks is going to be on there. Um, you know, Cashman loves him. Boone loves him. I, I hope it doesn't happen, but my, I, with the bet, my, my, me and Rob's bet, I have Hicks on the roster. Rob says, no, we'll see what happens. Uh, big, big wager on that one. Oh yeah. Um, I just, I just, I just have this bad feeling. We're going to see Hicks's name up there. Dude, and I'm going to be angry about it how in the world can they look at their fan base with a straight face i know after trading one of their better starting pitchers because of aaron hicks and then put him on the playoff roster in the most important time like how could they tell that makes all they would look so bad and and all those all those debacle plays out in the outfield with him when when being lazy that one ball and like 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 leaned against the wall and uh, oh my god yeah. Horrible, horrible. Um, you know, the other the other outfielder, Joey Gallo, man, the Joey Gallo experiment went on so, so long. And it was it was it was crazy. It was really crazy how they kept running him out there and yeah. should have been released a lot sooner. But, you know, that was also during, you know, the during the the big winning streaks, he was not damaging them and they were still on that role and they they must have just been like well (laughs) let's not let's not mix with the formula but he goes to the dodgers so he actually has now two chances to get a world series ring this year isn't that (laughs) Dodgers and the yankees which i didn't realize until you told me about that he would be eligible for a world series ring if the yankees do end up winning that's kind of crazy that just that just makes no <laughs> sense at all, man. That Joey Gallo, the worst player in baseball, arguably this season, has a chance to win two rings while most other players won't win one. 
it's insane. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. And, you know, one of the things let, let, I want to highlight, Joey Gallo goes over there. I think in the first week he hit a home run and everyone's like going crazy. His average on the Dodgers over the first like two weeks was like 267, which is, you know, nothing great. But everyone's like, oh, he's turning yeah. around. Look at this. But the last I checked his numbers, they were still really, really bad. He did not go to the Dodgers and have some crazy no. renaissance that people want to think <laughs> the sympathy. He, he just, this pity train because <laughs> he hit a home run in a couple. It's like, Oh, Yankees fans are so toxic. Yankees fans, this, oh, yeah. Yankees fans, that yeah. like, what are we doing here? Are we really showing our Yankee anti-Yankee bias this, this quickly? You oh, wait a couple of days. And, and now you look at his numbers. He's literally the same thing. He finished yep. the entire season with under 50 RBIs. I mean, come on. Wow. Wow. incredible and and incredibly bad that was yeah that was just horrendous you know one guy who had started out with the outfield and then you know quickly uh once he got injured back at dh Giancarlo stanton yeah what's what's your thoughts on his season and what do you think where do you think he's at in terms of hitting his timing injuries etc yeah it was i mean it's it's he had a bad season you know if you're straight up with it he did not really produce like um jean carlos Stanton we wanted um but i think if you want to look at it in a positive manner you could look at a few things um at the end of the day he missed a lot of time but still found a way to 30 home runs right yep um which is pretty funny (laughs) And he also started hitting a little bit towards the last week or so of the season, you know, some home runs yeah. in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you look at his playoff resume with the Yankees, I keep looking back to that Tampa Ray, uh, Tampa Bay Ray series. Uh, was it last year or two years ago, rather where he absolutely raked and, and I, and I think there's confidence there as crazy as it is to say that now, because he's been so bad this year, he has hit in the playoffs and I kind yep. of, like he just he's 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 a proven vet um he's been through the ups and downs of new york he knows what it's like to get booed off the field he knows all of that and i feel like he's a guy who i've kind of earned more respect for over the last couple of years as he's not only produced in the playoffs but he's handled the criticism pretty well he's he's stood in front of his locker and he's dealt with it um yep so i'm I, i'm kind of just gonna wait it's kind of just a waiting game with me um and if he goes out there and he produces in the playoffs again, we're good. We're cool. But if he goes out there again and he doesn't hit and he has a terrible postseason and the Yankees lose in the first or second round, then the narrative's kind of going to go back to negative, right? Yeah. Kind of going to yeah. go back to, oh, Stanton, he's either injured or slumping. Um, so I, I think he has a he's kind of hitting a turning point here. He has a chance to go one way or the other and that's going to be decided after this month yeah he's got to produce you know yeah. you look at uh, you look at how many more years are left on that contract which i'm not sure there's got to be at least three left on there maybe more i don't even know at this point and if he is going to be a guy you've got for that much longer and he doesn't produce in the playoffs big problems because that's where you need him. And you bring up a good point, though, about the 30 home runs. That was, you know, when he hit that last one last week, it was like, oh, wow, he made it to 30. Imagine if he was yeah. healthy and played more. You know, who knows how many more he could have had. I'm not even sure how many games he had missed, but he's yeah. got to come up big in the playoffs. And he's done it before. So let's hope that happens again. And We'll see. We will see. But a lot of question marks there. So let's finish up with the pitching staff. So as you brought up, one guy who is no longer with us, Jordan Montgomery, goes to St. Louis Cardinals and pitches. Started off amazing. I don't know how he ended up over there. I think he still did pretty solid, but. He's gone. Just wanted to bring that one up. But the rest of the rotation, we had 
Nestor Cortez, who we talked about, amazing, amazing. The ace of the staff in, I know you share that opinion with me, should be number one starter in the playoffs, but he's not going to because I got to say, no, it's really funny. Someone, and, and I've always thought Garrett Cole had a, had a, had a funny voice, but someone (laughs) had a post and called him Kermit. Cole Kermit the Frog and I was cracking up it was his speech after the game where Judge got the 62 and he beat Ron Guidry's strikeout single season strikeout record and they wrote Kermit um, Kermit Cole and you know it had his speech and he really he does have this like kind of whiny Kermit the Frog voice and that cracked me up and he has been, in my opinion, a huge disappointment on this contract. He is not an ace. People can point to the numbers of the strikeouts. Yes, yeah. that's, that's really nice. But if he gets down, if, he, if, if an ump misses a pitch on him, it gets in his head. If Billy Crystal takes too long on opening day <laughs> for the first pitch, he gets pissed and it's, it's like the guy's a complete head case yeah. and has all these excuses. And it's like, you're getting $36 million a year. You better go out there and be lights out, especially against some of these bad teams that the Yankees played. And he would still give up the, you know, the, yeah. the, the regular, at least one home run right. the inning, the, the three run inning. And it's, it, you know, you, the people will point to his stats and I think, yeah, maybe he's got some nice stats in there. Overall, though, I have yeah. no trust in him, especially going into the playoffs. What do you think? I mean, yeah, you want to look at stats? Look at the guy's ERA. You yes. know, he pitched like a number exactly. four. He really did. Yeah. Um, never showed up in the big games. Continuously flopped. And it's really not even about this season with me. It's about it's still stuck in my head. It just left a bad taste in my mouth what he looked like against Boston last October. Yep. That's been bothering me. And yep. it's the whole spider attack thing. He really has not pitched. I mean, whether or not you want to say it is from that or not, it, it really happened around then. He's not been the same number one electrifying ace since he had to stop using the substances. Um, He's yeah, no, there, there's no, there's no sugarcoating it. There's no talking around it. You you can't make a case for him being an ace anymore. He's not pitched like an ace with the Yankees, um, at least these last couple of seasons. That that's that's not even a question you can debate. Um, the question now becomes, can he find it in the playoffs? And if he does, then none of this we're talking about matters at all. Yep. But if he doesn't, then yeah, kind of like John Carlos Stanton, we're gonna talk about how bad of a contract it's looking like. Um, so just like him, it's, it's, it's his narrative hangs in the balance this October too. So I, I think, I think Cole, yeah, he, he definitely underachieved. Um, and remember this is a guy on a big contract. This is a guy who has, you know, a lot of expectations. So that's why we kind of seem like we're being tough on him at times. It's only because uh, this is a guy who we know has it in him or has had it in him before. Right. Right. Exactly. If you, if you are going to come to the Yankees, get all that money, go, you know, they call you their number one starter. You need to show up. You can't, you can't have these excuses and, you know, and so many people out there making excuses for him and and pointing to some of these stats. And Mm -hmm. I just, now is the time to show up. And like you said, what that that game against Boston, you know, he, did he have the leg issues? Was that bothering yeah. him, etc.? Um, see, look at that. Even my dog. Doesn't <laughs> I was just react. gonna say, there yeah. we go. He's like, yeah, he is a dog. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh my goodness! So he did have that quote. What was that quote? He's like, "Pressure is them, a privilege." Dog in them. <laughs> Yo, he said, "Pressure is a privilege." In his very first conference, yes, introducing himself. And wow, has that contradicted everything else? Yes, yes, it's it, it is crazy. So we went over we went over Nestor, we went over Cole. Uh, let's see, Tyone Tyone had a really good season. Yeah. Um, let's see, 
who else was in there. Domingo Herman was was up and down, looked looked real good at some points in the in the mm-hmm. kind of in the middle when after he had come back. Um, we'll see we'll see what how he's yeah. used. Had a lot of oh my wow my dog Layla she yeah. she does not you're still on Cole she's yeah she doesn't like Cole Derek, man Derek Cole I hear you. <laughs> um, let's see that was um, and, and Jordan Montgomery losing Jordan Montgomery. That was yeah. uh, that was pretty much the staff of the year. One guy who got away was J.P. Sears, who went to Oakland. Oh, we didn't even go a uh, Frankie Montas, who was oh gosh horrendous. I almost forgot about him. And yeah, you know, I was just bringing up J.P. Sears and how I thought he pitched really well, got his first major league win as a Yankee, and then got sent back down. I think he came back up and pitched a little bit well. And I, I was really upset that he was sent to Oakland, especially for Frankie Montas, who, you know, early in the season when it was Manea and Montas, and I was like, yeah, those guys sound good. I want to get them. And Montas yeah. was just horrible, horrible pitcher for the Yankees. Yeah, he, he, he was so bad that Cashman had a fake an injury, so he couldn't pitch for them in the, in the playoffs this year. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I don't, I'm glad he's at least looking like he's not a part of the, of the rotation for now. Um, and, and I think I would go Cortez, Severino, Cole. And, and I honestly, you could give me Tyon or Herman. I think they both uh, produced pretty well when they were in there. So. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're right. Yeah. Thanks for bringing up Sevy. Sevy comes back. Yes. Um, you started off the season looking really good. Injured comes back. Looks really good. Could be a really great uh, addition for the playoffs. He looked really good through, you know, through what? No hits, no hitter through. What did he do? Six. Yeah. It's seven, seven, no hit seven. Yeah. And they take him out. So the, the rotation, you know, overall, the rotation was actually really good uh, yeah. this year for the Yankees. And it was a lot of a lot of their issues were the offense uh, in that in that slumping area. Mm-hmm. So the only thing we haven't done is relief pitchers. And before we get to that, I want to go over Yankees did have a lot of injuries. One guy who was a magical surprise was Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter yes. comes off his couch and comes yes. to the Yankees and in his limited time puts up what 15 home runs. I think he ended up. Yeah, he with was, and, he was unbelievable. Yeah. And then fouls the ball off his foot, broken foot. They said he is now he's been taken BP, I believe, or at least hitting in the cage and looks like he could make it into this uh, first round. Yeah. I am um, definitely on board with that, dude. He's a he's the perfect veteran left-hander. To to it looks like he's going to be a pinch hitter, come off the bench, maybe get some you know starts sporadically. Who knows at DH? We'll see what happens. But yeah. I, I'm very excited to see Carpenter come back. Uh, who knows? You know, with a guy who's 36 or something like that, and he's been out a while. Who knows if what he did before that was kind of just magic at the time, and it might not be the same. It's kind of hard to get back into rhythm right away, jumping right. back into the you know fifty five thousand crazy Bronx people, just screaming your name. It's going to be hard, but I'd I'd rather have him on the roster um, than not. Man, he he was he was Barry Bonds. He was Judge in a smaller sample size. Yeah, uh, since the yeah he was. he was and he was. Um, go ahead. And he proved that he could pinch hit he can't he, yep. had, he had like at least i know he had at least one home run pinch hit this season so he can do it veteran guy uh playoff experience so i don't even see the pressure of the playoffs and of new york if if he's playing is going to affect him i think he i think he might even thrive on it so i am excited i i, I love him and i love one of the big things I love is when he first came over and he said to Aaron Boone, he goes, I don't care what I do. I'll, I'll put the luggage on the plane. for yeah. you guys." <laughs> that yeah. is just, that just shows you what kind of guy he is. So love that. Uh, you know, trying to think of some of the other injuries, one of the big ones, uh, Michael King 
relief pitcher Michael King, who was really fantastic. He was a big blow to the relief core. And let's see. From anybody, I'm trying to think anybody else major injuries who is like completely out for the season. Oh, Ben Attendee. Ben Attendee comes ben over, Attendee. gets hurt. Um, you know, a lot of other guys had little stints on, in there. Um, yeah. And that leads us to the relievers. And it's pretty banged up, these relievers. You know, you've got yeah. Clay Holmes, who was amazing early in the year. He dropped off. You've got Drippy Chappy, who that my mom's nickname <laughs> for Chapman. Um, who knows what if he? I, oh, that's the other bet. Me and Rob have a bet. I think Chapman is actually going to make the roster. I think yeah. he shouldn't make the roster, but the way the Yankees are with with him and salaries, they're probably like, oh, we got to put him on. I think it's a big mistake. Um, Lois Saiga pitched pretty well towards the end. Uh, Scott Efros came back pitched pretty well maybe he's going to be the closer i know that they're saying the playoffs are going to be closer by committee so we'll have to see exactly what goes on um zach Britton came back and is gone already after like three starts although i never really thought anything was going to go on with him uh let's see who else are we missing in the in the really oh uh, lucas litke who was you know i i know he's he's not the prototypical like great reliever but i think he could i think he could be beneficial uh he's come Mm -hmm. up in some big spots this season and he's um you know he he's he's kind of been consistent not not great not terrible (laughs) yeah he'll make it because he's a lefty and um you know he did well in, in like middle leverage situations right you know what i mean he's not the guy you want in a in a bottom of the ninth inning two run game or whatever but You'll pitch him, you know, in a, in a decently close game, um, from that, you know, batter to batter and go matchups with yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the bullpen, a lot of it's, again, it's the closing spot that scares me because this is the New York Yankees. How often yeah. have the Yankees won a title without a closer? You know, we're so used to Mariano. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then we had, you know, for a while it was a bit of a revolving door, but we had some good closers after him. We had Soriano. We had, you know, a couple other guys yeah. in there. And Clay Holmes looked like yeah, the next coming of Mariano for oh my goodness. Yeah. two and a half months or something. And then kind of Fenway hit. And sometime around there, the last whatever month, so it was a while where he had not been the same. He lost total control yeah. of his fastball, his slider. The command was inconsistent um, and, and just put a lot of traffic on the bases. So I... I the closing spot concerns me, and and while there are a lot of guys I do trust in the bullpen, um, a lot of those guys are also hurt or are just going to be coming back after a long layoff from being injured at the end of the regular season. So that scares right. me too. Um, but, yeah, that's probably one of my bigger concerns is the bullpen. Um, and I think the Yankees are going to have to kind of man up and, and stop worrying about matchups and third time through the order and let their starters actually throw six plus innings this time around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, Lou Trevino. He's another one. He's, he's probably the highlight of the Oakland deal. (laughs) Forget about Frankie Monta. He was, he was actually pretty solid here towards the end. Um, Yeah. It is a, it is a banged up relief court and hopefully, um, you know, hopefully they can put it together and, and have a solid postseason. But you know, like you said, not having a closer, I, I unfortunately think that's going to come back to haunt them in this postseason. Yeah. Not, not very good. So, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And you, my friend, will yep. get a firsthand look at them oh, uh, yeah. on game one, right? You're going to oh, game I'm, one next Tuesday. Yeah, I'm very excited for that, man. I, it's kind of become a tradition. I go to all the game ones. So yeah, and it's 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 worked so far. Knock on wood, but I, I think I'm undefeated. Please oh, knock on wood there. I like to hear that. I like to hear yeah. that. All right, awesome. Well, Rob, as always, awesome spot. Thanks for coming on. And um, oh, to want to highlight one thing, I was texting with my aunt. I and I said I was going to bring it up. I did on your show predict 
the 62 home runs of Judge. I said he was just going to get it. So yes, <laughs> maybe that erases my horrible over under yes, for right. Rizzo. For Rizzo. <laughs> and I said, I said 59. So yeah. Yes, you said, yeah, but that. you you actually you hedged that by saying you'd be you'd be pleasantly surprised if it did right. happen. Right. I so, did the uh, conservative. So bet. you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that! My dog's going crazy. She's she's ready for the playoffs. She's yeah, she she's going wild. About the closer spot now. Yes. All right, and that wraps it up, guys. Um, go check out Rob's blog, his podcast, BD Four. Everywhere there is social media, you can find him. And uh, that's it. Thanks again, Rob. Appreciate it. And maybe we'll um, maybe we'll have to have another episode after the Yankees win the World Series this year. How's that? I like it. Sounds good to me, man. Thank you. Uh, Oh, let's hope. Let's hope. All right. Take care, Rob. Thanks again. All right, man. Yep.